this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. This call is being recorded. Blessing my baby girl to celebrate another birthday and profit for celebrating another birthday and all those who had one within this month, Father God. Father God, we we come to you in prayer that you guide our minds and hearts for even the next few minutes that we are enriched with your with your teaching, with your word and let it be a guidance through and through us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 So, Precious, you want to start with James 1? Would you like for me to read from any particular version, or does it matter? doesn't matter to me. Okay, so I'm reading James 1 from the NIV version, and it's titled Trials and Temptations. Um, James 1, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the Let 12 me stop you guys. You see why, wait a minute, do you guys see why he's telling us, hey, we need to pay attention to the tools we got? And now all of a sudden we move into trials and temptations. Pastor, your phone is a little like shaky in a sense with you talking. Alexa. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. That's That's better. So funny. It's so funny how we talked about trials. I mean, we talked about weapons and all of a sudden now we're moving into trials and temptations. Mm. Oh, you want to start again? I'm sorry. Um, verse one, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes. Oops, sorry, my phone. <laughs> sorry, guys. To the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Consider it pure joy, my sweet brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lack... Let's stop there. So he said, count it all joy uh, before all of us. So anytime we go through trials and temptation, he said, count it all joy. Prophet, why do we need to be joyful? Because the way that the Lord designed the human body and our human spirit being in contact uh, with Holy Spirit and with the Lord Jesus and with Father God, the joy is an inward building material that preserves us from the inside to the outside. 
So when you say it preserves us, I'll, I'll give you guys a, you know, my week. You know, uh, I guess I must have not been paying attention at work and uh, uh, I sent a meeting invite to somebody outside of, you know, um, the client that I was intending to send it to. And I noticed that you know how your mind begins to race and you think the worst first before you think the positive. And in my mind, I kept thinking the worst. And then I had to begin to recognize, you know, by me thinking the worst, you know, uh, there's always a lesson learned in, in the positive. And I had to begin to talk. How would I say it, Lord? He said, you allow stress to come on you. And he said, and then after you felt the stress, he said, then you begin to fight. Okay. And so in this situation, he's, um, I'm asking her questions. So how could I have been in a place of joy rather than being in a place of stress. Well, he literally said, I must see him in all situations. So is the what prophet said in the beginning, can you restate that prophet? Okay. The way the spirit of God works is that he builds the inside it joy is a material I, for you guys who want to think god is he's he, he you want to know god look at the words we say about him grace joy peace long well, long suffering uh temperance that's material just like we have cotton and linen and silk it's a material joy is a material that strengthens or fortifies fortifies us on the inward parts, our spirit man. And in that, there's a secure, there's a security that God has built in, that joy fortifies or strengthens the spirit and it works its way from the inside to the outside. Did you guys get that? Yes. 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 Amen. Okay. And so we're supposed to count it all joy. And so when you say literally count it all joy, do you actually look at uh, it from a, how would I say, position to where you look at the circumstances? And you begin to look at each of the circumstances and say, oh, wow, this is great. This is grand because of what's on the inside of you. I'm asking a question, Prophet, even oh, though no, I know I, the answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, the answer is, is verse three, because um, it says the word, or at least in the King James, it says knowing. There's, there's a relationship that Jesus builds us. Because it's a walk with him. 
the Holy Spirit illuminates or makes alive the Word of God or makes alive a situation. So God is saying through the writer James that I've already shown you how to face these things that come in our life, trials, temptations, testings, because you know that there's someone, meaning himself, that's on the inside that has already taken you through previous trials, previous tribulations, previous testing, and that knowing become the Holy Spirit literally like a light bulb, he says, remember, and that remembering is so fortified with joy, and in that, the Holy Spirit will direct you, whether you're looking at one trial or all of them. Let's keep going. Unless somebody has a question. Precious? Did we lose Precious? Can you hear me? Uh, we can hear you now. Oh, okay. I didn't even mute myself. I guess it did it on the phone. I said I had a question for Prophet Andre. Go ahead. Can you um, share more as far as that illumination on the inside, as far as it being like a light bulb or a lantern? All right. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a situation where um, it, it was something similar that had happened to me before, and normally on the inside I feel like I'm freezing up. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll just start, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit will really bring it back to my remembrance. Um, when I say something about, because verse 3 says the word knowing, from the from the moment we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, we we are beginning an, a walk in the Bible says we're beginning a walk in the Spirit, and which and that simply means we we have the ability to begin to hear and communicate with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ um, through prayer, fasting, communication, fellowship, and so forth. So in that the Lord is uh, has is building. On the inside of us, he's built, we're being built up. One of the ways the Bible clearly says is praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in, in tongues. Uh, another way is when we meditate the word, when we uh, have our private meditations and all that. So we're, so we're beginning to build on the inward man, to build him up strong, give, develop muscles. When we begin to face a trial, the word of God that we have been studying or uh, fellow believers that have been sharing testimonies, the spirit of God will bring back to our remembrance what our, a fellow brother or sister uh, walked through. And the Holy Spirit will use that and begin to build the faith or the confidence 
that God is going to see you through it. And we, so these build up like layers. They build up like layers, which is building like an edifice or a house or a strong, sturdy building. As we continue our walk and we face these various trials, some of them, the enemy like will bring something along that's similar to something either we have faced or someone we know has. And when I say like a light bulb, uh, it's uh, it's instantaneous because it's in the it's the spirit, and we'll go oh, and because the, the Holy Spirit is great in bringing back things to our remembrance that we don't remember, and He will turn that on, and we'll go well, He helped so and so. Oh, I remember what He told me, and then you begin to ask Him, Lord, is this similar to that? Or but don't try to do it on your own. Always ask Him, and He will then show you that you're more than qualified not only to face it, but that word joy, you will literally feel a strength. It, it just builds up. It, it, I call it the it. I hate to call spiritual things it. Uh, there's a building up like a force, and it literally brings a joy to your entire inner being where, you, where a smile will come on your face where normally you would you would see yourself freaking out like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Oh, I got to hurry and get home. Oh, I got to call so-and-so. Oh, I didn't get my gas. I didn't fill up today. None of that will happen. None of it. It's almost like it will arrest it because that joy will just materialize and rise up on the inside of you, and it will capture you and Pretty soon there's going to be a song that you'll sing, but it'll it'll come based on your in in your your dealings in daily life because the Lord is there to help you, and this mm-hmm. is one of His helps is that He's building. Now you may never feel this until you need it, but He's building joy on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. That's why I call it a material. It's a spiritual material. Joy is a spiritual material. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Any questions for you guys? Let's see. Prophet. Yeah. I had a question, Prophet. Um, just to expand on that. Um uh, in retrospect, um, first, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that it, it, it tends to to uh, affirm your faith uh, when material. Um, uh, how can I do this? I'll give an analogy. Is this job for me, or did you know did Father God? bless me with this job do i take this job because i want it or am i blessed with this job and then i i accept this job and then six months later i lose this job i'm like was that job not meant for me or was father god testing me and henceforth i i go back or i digress back to uh, uh, my faith, and when you uh, reference 
uh, joy is material um, and on the earlier of the fibers of silk cotton linen if i if i won i i was getting ready to say i'm going to share it if i hit the lotto and i was i didn't mean to say hit <clears throat> but if i was if i prevailed in the lottery and it changed me because it's material and it changed me then my faith is not where it should be because i'm a whole nother person uh, I, i'm i'm not living a a godly life so all I, I say all of that, Prophet, in in terms of, uh, of does it resonate back to your relationship with Father God as as it applies to your faith? If any of that made sense? Yes. Oh, I, I followed you clearly. I followed you. You didn't lose me. Okay. Okay. Um, if you understand the words of Jesus. As long as we're on this planet, we're going to have something to face. And he said, because he said, but don't let that bother you. I'm just using English words. Don't let that bother you. I've overcome all that. Meaning he has gone ahead to prepare the way for us to overcome or the Greek says to take off with the victory. Same thing to overcome anything that comes out against the faith that we have or the trust and the assurance we have in the Lord Jesus whom we serve. So even in your example about um, both, well, actually both of them, uh, the job changes. I've had that happen to me. My faith, my, my, not only did my, not my faith, but my face didn't fall. I laughed. Because it actually led to something better. So I didn't, I didn't give myself the opportunity to wonder about what's going on, God. But that comes in called trust. God, you have me. I don't belong to me. Okay. That's, that's another sign of maturity, sir. And I'm not saying you're not mature. I just say it's a sign. No, 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 no. Absolutely. And now if I win the lottery... I'm not going to touch the money, okay? Because of my, uh, and when I, this is what I mean by I'm not going to touch the money. When they say who should, whose name should we put it in, I'm going to find me a lawyer who knows about doing trust and stuff and say the trust receive it, not Andre. Now, God, how do you want me to deal with this? See, there's wisdom in, in everything we can do if we will stand back. This James is talking about daily living, okay? So let's, and I'm glad you gave your examples that way as daily living. Lot, there are people who win the lottery, even in pandemics. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm saying for me, I'm not touching it. They're not putting it in my name. They're going to put it in the name of the foundation of the trust as I'm on my knees saying, God, where am I, where am I distributing this? I'm not, the only thing that's going to change me is the Holy Ghost is going to be the one changing me. But you have to make up your mind in that. All right? Right. Amen. So James is a practical book, folks. We're to walk daily. This is a practical walk-out book. See the Thank war. You, you, oh, you're very welcome. The the warring we learned in six of Ephesians, 
you, you guys got to see the wisdom of God. He, he wanted you to hear how what Paul said, writing from a prison, the, what warfare is, and now he's taking us to how to use that warfare. Did we lose precious again? No, I'm here. Okay. Let's read some more. Okay, so we're on James 1, and I'm going to read now verse 5. <clears throat> if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Let's stop. If anyone lacks wisdom, it will be given. So there's never too much. Does that mean that you guys? Robert Andre. Yes. Uh, I wanna, I wanna asking something to you, like, uh, this week, like a couple days ago, I visit my, I visit my friend, and I wanna learning like sewing, because, okay, uh -huh. okay, and because like like something the shop wanna coming, and suddenly spontaneous. Uh, come coming from my mouth the 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 word is uh, never used but very very bad bad language and even make me shop and this is no i mean no english yeah but i mean the time my my language my nationality and uh -huh. then i'm shocked i feel like horrible and because at the time my friend telling, wow, I never heard you say like that since I know you. And make me uh, like a broken, make me peace like, what is that Lord? And I'm so inside me like mess. And of course I'm mess and in this one, and the Lord remind me, no, anyone never fail in their tongue, including you. I mean, no, nobody is perfect in this world, only me. But I hear Colleen over there, but I come home with a broken heart. Even my daughter say, I never hear like this one. It's okay, mommy, you make mistake. But you know, I feel like shame. I feel like, uh, I like, a, I like a lack of question, I'm telling, like a wasting my, 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 uh, I'm serve the Lord. And I feel like because at the time, I feel like uh, not confident. Because at the time, last time, my son make a mistake, and the rumor come to everyone, uh, community Indonesia. So basically, I'm very broken, and but but I thank God, I'm crying all night with the Lord, but I have the moment with the Lord. He showed me like the wisdom, and this is this is the the word 
because I asking the Lord, 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 search my heart. If any anything is something still hide, uproot it from me, Lord. And the Lord said to me about remind me. This is what the time I'm grow with the friends. They speak like that, and then I'm grow again since I'm big uh, in my community work like uh, enjoy but i thank god the lord took it that one that is spirit like the spirit but i'm praise god that but i'm not finished and yesterday i'm really have the moment he bring he took me for press press on worship and i'm see brother effort with the with the drum and i'm telling my god my god i just doesn't want to come back again but that is like that what do you think and and for me like uh, i'm still like feel guilty i'm still like feel uh fail but you know and i know understand i'm telling okay lord what am i to do but his joy his joy and his hope yes of course bring me happy too but at the same time i like will okay Maybe someday if somebody come face me and speak like this one and open this one and I'm praise God the Lord make me ready for yes I'm repent and yeah and I asking my sister my sister telling sister since you know in the Lord of course you cannot say like that that is this is the past He wanna taking care of you He wanna make you because we life want to both like the Lord correct. But right. you know the journey. The journey likes not easy. What I'm supposed to do. You're Sorry. doing. You're yeah. doing what you're supposed to do. You, you've 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 laid out what you. If you want to use the word supposed to do, uh, you went to the Lord. A. You went to the Lord. You confessed it out loud. You spoke to Him. He spoke back to you. Things that are hidden deep in our hearts. God knows what they are. You will never hear Him condemn you. So you are not to condemn yourself yes you will feel bad and oh god why did i do this how come this is coming out now and all that kind of stuff um okay in 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 our walk we're going to have times it's not the enemy as much as it's us and you are in the process of continuing to grow in the lord so these exposed areas that either you know about or you didn't know about, the Lord will bring them up because you are, if you can believe this, you are already more than ready not only to face them, but to release them to him. And he himself will do that inner work. And as he's working on the inside of you, he's literally pleading for you to have the confidence that that's not you. That's not you. You have made your decision to be Christ-like. And all those other things are going to be taken care of, drained out of you. And your focus then is, Lord, thank you for helping me. Continue to give me wisdom. Uh, Help me bridle my thoughts and he will he will in simplest forms he will for you 
God caters to us by his word. That's why he wants the word on the inside of us, and then he will speak what you have put on the inside. And joy will, or actually you will already have joy. Amen. He gave me actually like wisdom, and uh, he he tell me about, you know, don't worry about that. That is something fit you tell me about uprooted from you. Yes. That is not pleased yes. me. And yes, it, it took me in uh, the moment, a normal moment actually, like I'm in the present him, including my my husband telling, oh my God, the Lord brought you to heaven. Yeah, yeah, I meet, sure. I meet my brother. And uh-huh. I praise God that. Okay, thank you for, for your giving me string right now. I'm very You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Presence, can you read over that portion again? Okay. Verse 6. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Oh, wait, sorry. Verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And so when you begin to look at this particular scripture, it's literally saying that when you ask, uh, you ask, but in that place of where you're believing. And what I love, he said, without finding fault. So he's not necessarily looking for us to be in that position to where we're blaming ourselves or we're looking to see who's wrong in the situation. He's literally just asking you to uh, ask for the wisdom in order to gain understanding of how to walk in that particular place. Give me just a second. I'm going to stop and read in here. I don't know if you guys are having the same issue. It seems like I always have the issue. Um, Takia, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm here. If you notice, I keep dropping off. If there's no way of stopping me from dropping off, it's doing the same um, thing that it did last week. I mean, last yeah, week. That's the, it's, I, there's nothing I can do. It's an issue with the update of the app version. So if you or anybody else is having that problem, I think like pressures you cut out in the last piece she was reading, I, at least I couldn't hear. Um, the best thing to do is just to dial into the phone number directly. That's what I do so that, that everything works for me. 
And then I just click on the app and I do the view only so that I can see everybody on the app and record it. Okay, because next time it drops off, then I'll just dial in. Okay. Because I notice I keep popping in and popping out. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden I hear this call is recorded. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just listening. I'm trying to see where he's going. And I'm just starting all over. And I'm just looking at each verse and just really trying to get a better understanding of where we're going and why we're in this particular place. Because I know he always has a purpose for taking us somewhere. And so I, I the first thing, you know, I, I'm still going um, to how James starts off, uh, the greeting itself, you know, uh, and you know, I, I, I keep hearing, count it all joy, count it all joy. Okay, another part of Count It Out Joy, the Holy Spirit is just so funny. Uh, you know, uh, back in, I guess when you were a little kid, you know, how you would grab a hold of your friend's hand. And uh, if you were a girl, I'm assuming guys didn't do this as little kids, uh, you would grab the, you know, your partner hand and you would, you know, hold it tight and you guys would walk together and skip alone. And so when he showed me count it all joy, he showed me like two people hand in hand where they're locked and they're skipping alone and they have no concerns whatsoever. He told me again, they have no concerns whatsoever. And then he says, they're looking at things from his view instead of looking at things from our view. So when we're faced with trials, we're to look at things from his view. Wow, he said, what I'm really asking you to do is to take yourself out of the situation and put me in the situation and let me be in charge of the outcome. So 
So prophet, what does that look like if you're taking yourself out of a situation and you said, okay, Lord, you handle this? Okay, thank you. Because I, I, I had some thoughts uh, as, as you were praying and then the phone was doing whatever to you. Um, I'm gonna see if I can say this based on the very first verse uh, uh, of this chapter. In the King James and in the New King James, and I don't have my, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have my Amplified Bible with me, um, but I want to see if I can paint a picture of what you just asked me. The King James, the New King James says this in, in the opening verse. It says, James, a bond servant. So everything that the Lord said to you, that you said to everybody, is all built in the in the word bond servant, which means the person has been brought to a place where they are an absolute slave. Meaning that if the if the master points, they're pointing. If the master stops, they stop. And a bond servant at the time of the writing of James. In fact, just this this world, this includes Paul and Peter and 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 the others who were living. A bond servant had to have their ear pierced a certain way. And then they wore a little emblem, like like a like a earpiece. And everybody who saw that earpiece knew that that person belonged to the slave owner. And in this case, it's Jesus Christ. So James begins his entire writing by saying, you've been indentured to the Lord Jesus Christ, your ear, you have your ear, the ear uh, representing not only to hear, but representing the wisdom to receive what you hear. And so in order to, to turn yourself over so that Jesus is now the one walking through the trial and tribulation, or the testing, the joy that comes is knowing that you have turned everything over to the slave owner and the result of the slave owner, Jesus Christ, then you have joy because he's taking it and all what you're doing is walking through, noticing it and taking note of it and it builds up back to the material it builds up the joy on the inside of you because that joy comes directly from who you're indentured to so jesus faces the trial you can you'll go along feelings and be talking to him but the outcome is that the slave owner is the one who's who's conquering and you get to ride along with it wow <laughs> I don't know why, but the Lord just showed me Stephen, uh, you know, even in the midst of his trial, he had joy. Yes. And in that, he he was even pleading for the people, not really being in that position to whereby the stones were hitting him, to where he was concerned with the stones and concerned with his life. Absolutely. And then he says to me that we must recognize what they had to endure during these times. And then he says, 
look at what they face compared to what you are facing. Ooh, he said, look at what they face compared to what you are facing. And he said, and yet you are complaining about what you have to go through. He goes on to say, hear me. He said, for some of the things that we have been asked to walk to through is to strengthen and to build us for greater things to come. Oh my God, he goes on to say, how can one be frightened by the shadows of death when I have overcome? Okay, bring that to help me prophet, <laughs> even though I know. <laughs> break it down to them. <laughs> these are shadows of death. <laughs> you guys get that, right? They're just shadows. <laughs> but yeah, that's break that. it down. <laughs> you see your shadow and then you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we do. Yes. Uh, you guys, the Lord, you know, the Lord is, the Lord has real, a, a real deep, but a funny sense of humor. And even when you read Psalms 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that's, that's written from someone who was desperate because he had moved into his soul rather than into the confidence he said he had in the Lord because he allowed what his physical eyes would see and it drew him away from the presence of the Lord there. So the mm -hmm. Lord is saying that anything that you see that has caused you to take your eyes off of him is no more than a shadow of what really is. Excuse me, what really is, I'm losing my voice here. What really is. So when, when it's shadows, okay. The way to look at shadows is that you're in victory. Yes. Yes. Let me make it real simple for you. When it's when the Lord is saying shadows, you guys should burst out laughing hilariously. Yeah. But we don't know that because we don't know that. But I'm sharing with you. You now you know that. Laugh. Yeah. Because when he showed me shadows, it just made me crack up because he's like, you're afraid of something that could never harm you. It doesn't even have the power to harm you. And he said, nor can it advance against the things that I have called forth." He said, my word is my word concerning you. He said, but you must rise above the things that seeks to have its way within you. He said, they are intended to take you off course.
and to drive you into fear. And distrust. Okay, do you guys get that? Any questions? I'll stop for a moment. So when we when you're saying, you know, with these shadows, couldn't we pretty much then therefore counter that with, okay, Lord, since that shadows are, you know, I guess we could say darkness, then let your light shine, right? Yes. Okay. You can, That's how and I you can that. start speaking that into yourself. I'm yeah. going to believe this and I'm going to believe that. Where you know that God has spoken to you, that's your light shining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect example because when you say that your light shine, I think a lot of times people look at it as a light literally. And he's mm -hmm. literally talking about what's on the inside of you that you already know. Mm -hmm. We go look for a light. <laughs> I have a question. So what's the, this is Amanda, what is the difference between a shadow threat, like that you're saying like it's not real and there's nothing there really, it's just fear trying to speak to us versus a real threat? Or is there a real threat? If Christ has overcome death, does that mean everything is a shadow that we face? Prophet, I heard yes and no, my daughter. I would agree with that. You want to give some more insight, Prophet? I'm still fine. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll say what, what my immediate thought, because I was going to ask everybody. Uh, Amanda, we're not avoiding your question. Um, if everybody can remember how we named in Ephesians 6, we, went, we, we discussed at length the first door, which is principalities which is a king who wants to prevent you from getting to your blessing that's already been released for you. Since this is the book of James, and he just said the word trials, uh, testings, and tribulations, that's door number one. So Jesus is saying to us, he says, I'm, you're, you're indentured to me. So allow me to take all the front 
or the brunt of what's coming. You have had, you've walked with me and been built up by me through meditation, study of the word, prayer, fasting, and so forth. Let me take this on. So the first door, the, the king that tries to face us is not a king that's bringing shadows or bringing things that are to get to tear, to misguide you or to re, reroute you. That would be doors two, three, and four. The first one is the is allowed by God so that you can see where you are in your walk. This totally is true. Right now. <laughs> this Keep is going. Uh-huh. Go ahead, go ahead, Pastor. It's fine. It's fine. I was just agreeing with you. It's totally true because it's it's what uh, Anita was saying. You know, when she yeah. gave that simple example, I was grieved because of what came out of me. That allowed uh-huh. her to see where she was at in her walk. Right. Uh, when I look at myself and as I was walking through and I immediately went into a place of panic, that allowed me to see where I'm at. And so if I really believe in God, then I'm going to trust that he's going to make sure everything's right. And even if I got to walk through it, then he's going to teach me something in it. So that's why the yes and no is there. Mm-hmm. So uh, in looking at it, there there's always a purpose for the things in which um, uh, uh, we experience. And the ultimate goal is to always enhance the relationship that you have with Christ. And so to answer your question, uh, Christ is, as, as uh, I, I love how Apostle Ken always say, Christ is trying to give you something okay yes uh and not take something from you he's trying to give you something in order to enhance and strengthen you in your journey (laughs) amanda does that answer your question so that there are real (laughs) kind of (laughs) Okay, so I guess when do we when do we laugh? <laughs> all the time. Versus when are we like, oh shoot? No, all the time. I'm I'm not kidding. All the time, all the time. Because you, in- you're, you're indentured to Christ. He's greater than any pretend thing out there, spirit or natural. He is greater. And you're in him. It's greater. What is your attitude? It's, he's greater. James is talking about attitude. Jesus speaking to us, taking us from Ephesians to James. What is your attitude? Exactly. You guys look at God using wisdom on us. How you look at it. Uh, Amanda, I'll give you the perfect example. Look at the house that you first wanted. You guys were all over that. But then you said, 
okay, Lord, I'm going to be open to whatever you choose. And so your attitude concerning your first desire changed because you were in that position to trust God. And if we think about maturity, you know, if you think about if this had been when you were a young kid and somebody told you you couldn't have something and that everybody else was going to possibly try to get it too, your attitude towards it would have probably been a little bit different. You probably would have been more disappointed. But when you lean to Christ, even the the attitude towards it changes and so you're you're understanding that he is the provider and so he being that provider your faith and trust is in him and even if the outcome is different you're still learning in that process got it does that help it now Yes, thank you. Yeah, Holy Spirit just said, take her to her house. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Amen, Pastor. I'm agree with what you say, because uh, at the time, I feel thankful. Uh, He remind me, uh, be ready for everything come. Even you're not ready, I I got you. And yes, it's not easy either, but I'm praise God. I'm learning for for uh, stand and surrender, and I'm learning for uh, He is uh, prepare me for better. I believe, and yeah, I'm praise God for you keep understanding to me that you're my pastor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but. But he's literally telling us that we're going to face all different kinds of temptation. And I just want to make sure that I call that out to you guys. It's not just one, but we're going to face all different types. And and I think if you stop, a lot of us don't move forward because we get stuck in one place because we're looking at that one thing and we never move through that one opportunity to grow. So that opportunity keeps presenting itself until you're mature in that area. You guys get that? Because have you ever faced something? How would I say it, Lord? <laughs> I love how he said it to me. He said, "For some of you, it's like you know how you have to go through. You, uh, how would I say? And remember, uh, what do you call that, Lord? Thank you. Uh, at the fair, you know how you go to the fair and you go to that glass room and where you just keep running into these same uh, mirrors and you see a reflection of yourself." And you're trying to get out of something, but you find yourself constantly running into the same thing until you finally see somebody that looks like they know where they're going and you tend to follow them. And uh, they sometimes will lead you out, but then there's other times where 
you know, they don't know where they're going either. But the Lord was showing me like, you know, in that place, we travel in some of the same places because we never learn. Imagine being in that place where you're always get me out of here, get me out of here, get me out of here. And you never endure all the way through. Prophet, what does that look like if somebody's constantly saying, get me out of here, get me out of here, and they never, ever go all the way through? Unfortunately, they have refused at some point uh, in their walk uh, to uh, obey something that was really, really simple. And they probably allowed emotions to uh, overrule their good judgment because they had originally wanted to do that little thing, but something came up and they let that get bigger than what, what it is. And so it has remained there unattended. And so when they hit this particular trial, they're going, I want out but they didn't do something prior to that. And so there's where you, Lord, search me <laughs> quick. This is when you cry out and literally cry out to the Lord and say, okay, what did I do? Or rather, what didn't I do? Exactly. I always say, what did I do? But not, that's a good thing. I never say what I didn't do. Yeah. I always try to figure out what I did wrong. But also what is it that I didn't do? Yes, yes. Would you say in moments such as this, like the shadows would then mutate into something bigger? And then by the time, you know, they're so big in our minds, then we're asking for God's, you know, light to shine or whatever. And it's not as easy versus when they were so small and we could have just said, oh, I'm not in agreement with that. And then we're about our business, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes clear sense. And we do that a lot. Uh, we could hear what others says about something and literally uh, say, I ain't doing that. I'm not in agreement with that. Nope, nope, nope. And we will literally stay on the outside of whatever that situation is because of what we heard. There will be other situations, and I'm just leaning to the Holy Spirit. What are other reasons why? Well, he said, resistant to change. A lot of us don't want to change in some areas. We're comfortable in places. And so there's areas where we're not ready to change. We're, we're, we're comfortable. What else, Lord? He said, even when it's a good thing, you talk yourself out of it. Maybe this is not Christ. Maybe this is not what Christ's trying to do. You, you know, I've been there many times. You know, Lord, how long I know this is you? You know, I, I, I will talk myself out of places that I know I'm supposed to travel. Oh, my God. He said, you also will look for me to show you every step of the way when I'm looking for you to have faith in me and just walk. That's a lot of us on that one. 
Lord, this you show me, show me. And he said, walk. And as you walk, he'll show you that he's in it. But a lot of times we won't walk. So we never get to see that he's in it. So is joy like a map? Oh my God, hold on. There's another one he said. He said, there's one other thing that many of you guys, many of us, he, he said, let me say it the way he said it. He said, there's other areas where I have opened the doors for my blessings to flow and my people feel that they are not entitled to the things that I have for them. And so they refuse to enter into the place that I have destined for them to walk through. Wow. Okay, now precious you can say, but that one was a, a stop and listen. You guys got that, right? Did you guys get that? Can you give another example? It's, 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 yes. it's about having faith in areas to whereby it doesn't look like Christ, but yet it's Christ. And he's literally just asking you to operate your faith, to activate your faith in these particular areas where there's temptation. It's just like uh, Prophet said about that first initial door. It, it, it's where the Lord is really, really trying to push you into a greater relationship with him so that if you're believing for these simple things, how great would be your faith to begin to be activated for the greater things that he is calling forth? Wow. Uh, and, and then he stops in the measure of your faith. Uh, prophet, what do you, that mean when he says, according to the measure of your faith? Okay, measure is how much are you going to believe God and what he's saying to you? How much you're going to believe him? Are you going to, I'm, I'm, just for an example, are you going to stay at one inch on the ruler or are you going to go to two inches? And trusting him. Or are you going to stay at one inch while all of us go to six inches on that ruler? So when he says to your measurement, how much are you going to walk on knowing he is going to keep you despite what's on the outside or the externals. Oh my God, I just said something crazy to him and this is what he said to me. I said, Lord, I always think that I am doing something wrong. 
And, you know, I'm always thinking I'm doing something wrong. And he said to me, it's not about you doing something wrong. It is about your faith to believe in me that even if you're doing something wrong, I can bring you through it. Let me say it another way. Hopefully you guys get this. I'll go over that with him and ask to say the same thing. Lord, I always spend my time in your presence, focusing on the things that I'm doing that's wrong. And as a result of the things I feel like going that is wrong, I feel like I'm not even titled to or even worthy to ask for something. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm in the wrong place. He said, your focus have always been on perfection and not me. He said, your focus have always been to be perfect. And he said, and I didn't call you because you were perfect. He said, I called you because of the love you have for me and others. He said, I never looked at you as one who is perfect. He says, I looked at you because I recognize your obedience and your love for me. He said, the things that stands out to me regarding you, he said, are far more greater than you trying to be perfect. He said, so when I say to you to trust me, He said, I have so much in store for you if you would just believe. He said, come away from your desires to be perfect. He said, and trust me in the places where you're not perfect. He said, watch what I can do in your imperfections. And see how much I love you through your trials. As you come away from from seeking to stand in a place where I've never asked you to be.
He said, the law wasn't given to you. He said, therefore, why are you trying to uphold something that even those that it was given to could not uphold? And then he says, hear me, I stop. He said, your ways must change. He says, align yourself with me. Oh, I love how he just said to me. He said, how many times have I told you you perfect? So I'm like, Lord, you ain't never told me I'm perfect. So anybody on the phone, God told you you're perfect? Yes, he's told me that before. And I laughed in his face, but he <laughs> told it to me. <laughs> but, but. I'm sure when he said you're perfect, he was looking at you in his standard, not in yours. Yeah, no, I laughed at him like Sarah. But <laughs> that's exactly what, that's exactly what he was saying. So I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Exactly. Because <laughs> uh, he's literally telling us that our imperfections is what what's okay to him. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that, but that's what we, I, oh, sorry, ahead. I was just going to say, that's what I say, anybody who has children, that's what you say about your child, even though your child's like the worst sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, they're perfect. And everyone else is like, are they really? And, <laughs> but for you, your kid is perfect. And, and our, that's how we feel about our son. Yeah, but he's telling us to come away from that. Because some of the stuff that we are actually walking through is to get us to stop being in the place that we're trying to trying to perfect ourselves. This is very interesting to me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yes, to me. Yeah, Josie and I were talking you know, about this all day yesterday. It's like, because we're trying to be perfect, we're failing at it. And so if we don't try to be perfect, we would be perfect. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> And because we think that we're not perfect, we just keep finding more and more fault in us. But see, we have become fault finders because you can't necessarily say sometimes it's the enemy. It's sometimes it's what's on the inside of us that causes us to look at the things that are negative because we want so bad to be perfect. 
Yeah. And isn't it crazy how we um, put that expectation on other people too? And that's why we're not nice Christians. <laughs> exactly. You know, but I think in the same vein, though, um, uh, I, I guess I'm maybe putting a summation to what's been shared. Um, we get in our own way. We we carry we carry um, distractions in our heart and in our minds, and um, you know, our relationship with Father God is our relationship individually. Uh, my my daughter Mookie is blessed, and I am overwhelmed. But she has her own personal relationship with Father God, no different from Takia having her personal relationship with Father God, and everyone that's on uh, on this call tonight. I I look at all oh, so many thoughts was going through my mind. Uh, I'll just try not to be long winded, but I'm gonna go there anyway. Back in the day, it was always well, who's gonna be the first on the dance floor? you know, back in school and I'm like, what they wait? No, you know, if you come to go to the dance, get on the floor and dance. Uh, and then once you step out and you turn around or you look around and there's the whole floor is just, just crowded. My relationship with Father God is, um, I don't wish to be a brainiac just do the best that I can and be thankful that I I gave myself, I, I submit completely and and feel good about it. Um, we, um, we, we hold back, we're, we're the holder or the preventer of, of letting our blessings flow. When we have an abundance of blessings to to be thankful for just from the simplest of just breathing uh, to getting from point A to point B. Um, I think I thank Father God for profit and his uh, wisdom and knowledge to just, man, I, I, it's like I'm a sponge. But I just, I, I, I correlate that with my short walk of life, uh, two years under profit, maybe 23. And I, I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed with my maturity uh, in my relationship with Father God. The, the fact that there's so much that we're all um, appreciative and thankful for. We just have to see it. We have to. We have to conceive and and believe, and in our hearts. Uh, but you got to give of oneself. And um, I don't want to go into the individual conversations that I've shared and had with the pastor, but it's like, man, so much to be thankful for that if I prayed for anything else for myself, I would probably be considered a greedy man. Um, I, I'm thankful beyond, but 
in the same token, I'm so humble about it. And I just try to do for others. I, I think if we see ourselves in a godly uh, manner of, of sight, uh, of thinking, of love, um, it's, it's, it's rather simple. It's, it's the simplicity of it all, it's, it's right there. The believer, and, and we all believe. We just have to see with that vision. But I, I, I'm just, I'm just jumping for joy, and I've been on mute for a while, and I'm like, hit the, hit the unmute button, and share it, Paul. Um, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thankful. But I've always been. Um, apprehensive is this good enough am i doing the right thing uh will i get to where i need to be just keep living keep praying keep believing keep allowing your faith of 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 father god's blessing and the holy spirit leads you and as long as Father God is at the helm, he's not going to lead you to failure. I just want to share that. And it sounds like I'm hearing, I'm hearing it said in so many ways from everyone on the call. And I'm just picking on me and Prophet. We've probably seen a few things in our young days. Uh, but it's it's just a blessing to be a part of Bible study tonight uh, because where we started from to where we are today is just a beautiful blessing, just a beautiful blessing. And I just wanted to share that with everyone. Okay. My maturity, you know, my relationship, it's, it's, uh, I will never divorce from my father God ever. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Can I ask a question for yes, you, you after what? Yes, you can. Oh. I was going to say, can I ask a question for you and for Prophet Andre? And it's kind of just collectively what we've been talking about. And just really, verse two for me and James has really been speaking, you know, really loud. Um, and I was reading it from the NIV version, but just how it says, count it all pure joy. You know, so when I think about pure, you know, that means like untampered, it hasn't been, you know, touched, it's at its most best state. And so with that joy, my question for the both of you is, how do we really keep it before us, um, like a map, um, if we're really letting that be like our guide? I'm asking the question, give me a moment.
I said, Lord, how do we keep joy at the forefront of our lives? To where it's something that we're constantly looking at. Not only just looking at it, but we're tasting, we're touching, we're handling. How do we how do we do that? He said, your focus has to be on me. That was a simple answer. Not on the issues, the person. either. It's the focus on him. He then takes me back to Stephen again. His focus wasn't on the people. His focus wasn't on the rocks. His focus was on the s'more. And everything that he experienced, it was a result of his Lord. So his focus was totally on his Lord. And so nothing that he experienced, took him off of the focus on his Lord. Even to the point to whereby he's praising the Lord in the midst of what's going on, which calls wow, heaven to open. And then you asked that question, Precious, and then I said, Lord, how do we stay in that spiritual uh, mind state? Oh, my God. He said, take what you have been fed and chew on it some more. <laughs> I don't know why I got to ask you this question, uh, Amanda. So your son is eating table food. Mm -hmm. And I know there was one video where your husband had food in his mouth and he turned around and he fed him. So that's oh, no, that, that, caught, that got shared. Oops. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. So in that, when a parent does that, what are they really doing? Um, I know what they're doing. What, it, but precious, what is David sure doing when he feeds Judah food from his mouth? That's yeah. interesting. He's doing work next to me and he's like shocked that I'm saying this. Um, he, uh, you are chewing up the, the food so that it's easily digestible. Perfect. That's, that's the good. right answer. And, and then you bird feed it? Saying, yes. What he's literally saying is sometimes the word that we get is heavy. So we got to go back and we got to eat and chew on it some more so that we can fully digest it. That's good. That's true. Yep, with a kiss. 
<laughs> with the kids. <laughs> yeah, I, <see> the kids too. <laughs> I forgot about the kids, Lord. <laughs> and if I may share really quickly what I had heard the Lord say when you asked that question, Precious, was to get caught up in his love. And I think that whenever, you know, if you've ever, we ever remember feeling in love um, at any point in life that you just like jump around and you don't really care about anything else mm-hmm. or anything that happens to you um, or if you're perfect or if something's right or wrong in your day because you feel loved and you feel valued for who you are. And I think this message saying that we aren't required to be perfect and our um, blessings and right standing with God are not dependent on our perfectionism or how we, um, you know, do things perfectly for him, that that is like a, a freeing feeling of his love. No, I agree 100%. Thank you, Amanda. It's like Prophet keeps told us in the beginning, it extends from within. And if it's coming from within, it will come out and it will wrap itself around you. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! And, sh- oh, go ahead. and he said, "Wrap itself around you." Like when you really embrace it, it wraps itself around you, mm-hmm. and it elevates you over the situation, and it causes you to see down into the situation itself and have a different response to it. You know how we say in flight. Okay, we're in flight. So it causes you to be in flight to be able to see down into it and to call, bring forth a different response. It's like when I say, hey, prophet, where you been? <laughs> hey, prophet, where you been? <laughs> and he tells me, I've been in flight. <laughs> And then, and then you'll tell me that's why I'm walking through this because God showed me this ahead of time. So it's like you're in flight. So you get to see the outcome or God allows you to understand what you're going through and it helps you to handle it from a different point. We haven't gotten anywhere. We're still in the first few verses. I got it. Oh. What did you just get? <laughs> oh, I didn't know I was unmuted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, because when you said we allow for him to wrap us, it just makes me think about him consistently forever and always being our covering and our protector and, you know, all those things, you know, our warmth, like a blanket. Oh, I just got to overwhelming sense of what that really means to be covered so um that helps to kind of 
solidify even more what Amanda just said. So, so I was like, ooh, thank you, Lord, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. And I love the thought because when you eat the food, it's like really helping you to digest more. And mm -hmm. what is really in return is creating greater faith. Yeah. It's like the Campbell soup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the slogan that mm -hmm, good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm muting myself. Um, going back to the first four first, I know, uh, I don't know if she's still on the line. Q, anything you hear? No. Q? Q? I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's like past my bedtime, so I'm, I'm trying to stay awake. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no. Um, I got it. It's it's a lot, but when um, Prophet he broke it down, it 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 just really hit home about uh, well counting it all joy. Yeah, and his you know his love and his covering, and allowing him to um, be God in every situation in our lives so it would be like you know because i've i've been there with your children watching them grow up in christ and then seeing them take a different direction and now slowly seeing that they're redirecting and turning their lives back into another direction of him what does that feel like to you you know did you believe in the big position did you try to put your hands on it did you massage it? Did you have joy in it? You know, what was your, you know, feeling coming, walking through it? And even as you're still seeing God unfold himself in their lives. It increased my faith. To see a lot of my, my prayers come, um, to have, to see a lot of, how can I say this? To see him and the manifestation, manifestation of God and see it work, see him work. And me taking myself out the situation and not pushing it and pushing my views on them because I can be um, overbearing. And so just truly submitting to God and allowing him to do his job. I mean, to, to be God and um, see a lot of my prayers basically come, you know, come to pass. It increased my faith. And that's what this is supposed to be. So that's what it's about. This is where he's saying that let its patient take its worth. Because as patient comes forth, your faith in him increase. Yeah. Imagine if we believed him for all things. May I share one more example? Yes. Um, because I think a lot of people might relate to this and the Lord keeps bringing it up to me. So, um, I keep seeing the movie Elf and, mm -hmm. um, the character Elf, how he, 
is like, I'm in love, I'm in love, I don't care who knows. And he was like running through New York City, facing a lot of different trials and like a lot of negativity and this environment that is just all the shadows of everything wrong about the world. But he comes from a place where he knows that faith is real and he comes from this supernatural, like spiritual Santa Claus place. And he, for the longest time, carries that with him in New York City. And, like, his attitude is pure joy through everything. Yes. Um, because he's like, Santa's real. And everyone's like, you're a liar and you're crazy. Um, but he just, like, really doesn't see the same perspective that everyone sees. And it ends up changing the family. Exactly. Even the way he the eating the way he ate things <laughs> yes so totally true okay so let me go back and ask a little bit more because i know we're coming close to the hour prophet anything to share yes i do oh bring it forward <laughs> okay. Again, the way James is written, he gives us all kinds of clues, all right? The beginning of James, again, he says a, he says a strange phrase. He speaks of 12 tribes that are scattered. Yes. All right? Folks, we got to key in on the, the word of the living God. <clears throat> If God is saying that James, who is Jewish, is writing to 12 scattered uh, tribes, he's referencing something from what we call the Old Testament in the sense that God had made a promise to Father Abraham about he is the father of a multitude, and wherever faith, that is, wherever God has said something to Abraham— it's going to multiply down in generations. So James is writing a book on a continuation of the thought that God placed in Abraham's heart, which passed down to Jacob, which then, because that's where the 12, the number 12 tribes comes from. So this book is saying that there are 12 tribes or there is a governmental uh, edict that's been pronounced before James wrote this book to those who are Jewish, and that includes us, we've been grafted in, and that faith is the proof that te going through testing, trials, and tribulations is a earmarked reference of the love of God by promise. So when we face a trial or a testing or we're walking in tribulation, it is proof that we are of faith. Otherwise, it'd be useless. It would be useless to believe in Christ. So the, the trials and testings is proof that faith exists and that existence is through Christ Jesus. 
And since we received him, we are in him. And so when we're in him, he wants to do it. And we get the joy. That's it. Wow. Any questions, you guys? That went over my head. Okay, I'll say it another way. I'll say it another way. James is writing to Jewish believers. The Lord specifically wanted to encourage those Jewish believers that are scattered throughout that known world that the purpose of them suffering, or they seem to feel that they're suffering, is to prove, is to prove to themselves what was promised to Father Abraham. James is in reference to the patriarch Abraham. Because we say Abraham is the father of faith or trusting Mm -hmm. implicitly on God, who he can't see. And so James is reminding the Jewish believers who have been raised as taught Jewish people from the first covenant or the old covenant that now that you have the basic understanding of Abraham's faith by believing God, meaning his son was uh, not sac- Isaac. Isaac wasn't sacrificed. God provided a ram in the bush. Because of that, all the Jewish tribes, when you face something, God is showing you proof that you believe Him. Because the trial is to make faith grow within the believing person so that they are proof that is proof by God that you have overcome the walk in this life. Oh my God. That's deep. That's deep. That's good. (laughs) I get it. But but listen to this part that he just showed me. He said in that faith is then handed down to the next generations. Yes, yes. And so it it allows the living God to continue to go forth throughout the nation because you don't know who you're touching or, or, or who you have touched. But your faith wow. is reaching, <laughs> you know, every area and corner of the earth. Wow, that makes even more sense. Well, we got to count it as joy now. Praise God. So we're just supposed to laugh at laugh, laugh at every laugh. Shoot. Whoa, whoa. And 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 if you really listen to James, he was encouraging them to continue to go forth. Because what they were doing was for the generations to come. And so that speaks into the 12 tribes. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay, wow. so 
I know I'm supposed to stop here because there's a lot that was shared and just really need you guys to take the time to listen to what was shared in order, I would say it like he said, to chew on it some more so we can go deeper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To chew it mm -hmm. some more. Can I add, can I just say something? Yes. Um, I just want to um, thank the Lord because it's, I know it's not a coincidence, it's the Lord, because we were talking about this, Amanda and I, last night. Everything that you guys talked about, you know, it's just a confirmation from the mm -hmm. Lord about the mm -hmm. about the perfect person and how we, everything exactly like what we were talking about. And I just want to praise the Lord because he just confirms his word all the time. That means he was listening to your conversation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even some of the, the, even when Precious said that about Condit or George, I remember Amanda said the same verse when we were talking. So I just know that he just shows me that he does listen and he is always there with us. Praise God. And if anybody oh. needs... Um, any advice on chewing food, you can come to David. <laughs> I thought it was cute, David. I've watched it more than one time. <laughs> and your son did not have a problem. He didn't think it was yucky. He just was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> oh, yeah, he loves it. <laughs> Okay, so with that, uh, Paul, can you close us out? Lord, we thank you for the blessing, the reading of your word together. We ask that these words of life, truth, and hope would continue to impact upon us in the weeks ahead may your love and grace follow each of us as we continue through our daily lives refreshed and blessed by you we ask all of this in your name jesus amen Amen. 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 Love you guys. Amen. Thank you. Love you guys. Good night. Good night, Bye. everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, Boo. Good night, Dad. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye now. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.